heads together. Father, we are thankful for your grace, Lord. For where would we be if it wasn't for you, Lord, in our lives? We ask, Lord, that you would just come and move tonight in our hearts and the thoughts that we have. Father, you just help us with it, we pray. Lord Jesus, we ask, Lord, that if there be anything we've done or said that would not be pleasing to you, that your forgiveness will just sweep over our lives. The blood of Jesus, Lord, be applied to those places. Lord, we ask, Father, for this service that you would come and make yourself known, Lord, and speak and touch. Lord, and come and move in the situations of our lives. We commit this to you, Lord, every part, everything to be said and done for your glory. We love you, Father, and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Just want to remind you of the New Year's meetings that are coming up. Um, be Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Times and things will be posted. And um, so we're looking forward to that. Also, the Wednesday prior to that, the Wednesday right between Christmas and New Year's, we will not be having that service, but it will be moved to the Friday night. So if you can remember that, that would be helpful for you. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. We'll definitely be making more announcements in the coming near near future. We, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. We'll let you be seated. We uh, spoke last Wednesday on the author. I'd like to look tonight at the light, the finisher, because he's not just the starter or the beginner of our, of our story or the beginning of our story. He's also the end of our story. And uh, he's, he's quite the finisher. He knows how to write a good ending. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. The devil may have planned an ending for you, but his doesn't matter. What matters is what God has planned for you. Amen. You know, we can look at him at this finisher and we can see and even in the beginning of time, we, we can read it in the book of Genesis of how he created all the different things by the each day, day one, day two. But there's something that he, he would, he, at, at chapter two and verse one, it says, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And then he would rest from his work. And so God is very uh, in tune with, he's very concerned or he's very, uh, his mind is on the finish of things. He doesn't leave anything halfway done. You know, we may do that as human beings. A lot of us are real good at beginning things, but maybe not too good at ending things or finishing things. And, and, and my, you know, I myself can be guilty of that. You get all enthused and all into something, and, and, and that carries you so far. And then a lot of times you end up with a lot of uh, uh, unended uh, or unfinished projects. And, but God is not that kind of person. If he starts something, he's going to finish it. 
Amen. He's going to make sure that it comes to an end. Amen. And, and I, look, I like how he talks about us in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So it's not an end that's going to be uh, catching him unawares or not an end that's going to surprise him, but it's an expected end or a desired end that God has determined for you in your life. Now, you know, we know as we're in this time of life that we are at the end. We are at the, be- not at the beginning of the, even at the beginning of the world, no doubt, but not at even at the beginning of the church ages. We know by the prophet of the hour that, and the revelation has come in this day that we are at the end. We're at the closing of time. And, and, and you know, uh, God would plant a church, and we know how he planted a seed as, as a man would plant a garden. He plants a seed, amen, expecting the end to be in harvest. None of us goes out and, expect, and plants a seed expecting, you know, not to get anything out of it. No, we would plant it expecting to get in harvest or to expect to get a flower or whatever it is that you plant. Amen. You have an expectation that that's what it's going to come. And now, now only does God have an expectation of it. He also knows that his word will not fail. And so, his, amen, if he places that word seed of God down there in that ground as he did in the first age and it come up through the tassels and, or through the stalks and through the tassels and, and Luther and Wesley and all of that, you know, one thing about God, he does not leave, amen, in the middle of his work. He doesn't get uh, tired of it, as I said. He doesn't get, uh, uh, you know, worried about it not coming and just give up on it. I, I'm thankful he don't give up on his work, but he's going to fulfill it. He's going to finish it. Amen. He's going to be there when the harvest takes place. And, you know, Brother Branham talks about the age that each one lived in. You know, he talks about Luther and Wesley. He said they were the age of reformation, not the age of restoration. Amen. He said, neither was any age, but this last age is the age of restoration. It's also the age of complete blackout in apostasy. But in this age of apostasy, apostasy, this is also the age of restoration. It is the age of the finished cycle. Amen. The finished cycle. When, when this is over, it is all over. Amen. We're right at the end. If you want to look at it as a race, you know, we're the last runners. Amen. You know, you put your best at the last. Amen. You put your closer at the last. You put your finisher at the last. You put the one to run the last as the batons would be passed. You would put the one that could run and would have the determination that at the end when the horn sounds, I'm going to cross that finish line. Now, it's not so much important in this race that you cross first, but it's important that you cross the finish line. That's what's important in this race of life. You know, many have gone on before us. Many in the last few years have already crossed over and crossed that line. But amen, it's important that if you're going to win this race is to finish this race. You know, I got to looking at different races throughout the uh, throughout time, and many of them are brought up for the Olympics, and and a lot of them are, talks about the best last place finishes, and 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 it was very interesting that that in these races that, that these men would train and they would beat their bodies and they would beat them into subjection and they would eat a certain eat, uh, diet and they would do a certain way because they were training for a race. And this race that they was going to win was not something of a great value that they was going to win. It was going to be just a little medal to go around their neck. But there was such passion in them to be able to get this that they would do that. But in this race, many of them would fall down or many of them would have issues. And it was different.
different races that one, one lady had run and she had failed and another one had tangled up with her and, and this uh, one had jumped right up and could, could, could have continued and maybe caught back up with the pack but she decided that it was important for this person that had failed, amen, that she would encourage her to get up and finish the race. <laughs> And I thought that was really good, amen. And we're in this race of life, and it ain't so much who crosses the finish line the first in this race, but it's important that the ones that are called to finish finish this race. Therefore, if we see somebody that has fallen, that has went down, we ought to encourage them, get back up, get continue on. We're going to finish, amen. We're going to go to the end of this thing. There was another one that is a man that was running a race, and, and then he had a devastating in, injury of his hamstring that had snapped. And he, he, but he was determined. You know, I didn't realize this till I was reading it. But if a medical team comes out and begins to assess you, then you're you're autom- automatically disqualified. So he pushed them away, and he said, "No, I'm going to finish this race." And he's limping along, and out of the stands comes his father, and he comes down. He puts his arm around his son, and, and they walk across the finish line. One of the most famous photos that there is is, is of the father and the son. And I thought about that as many times as we. Have fallen in this in the in life and we got damaged and we got hurt amen the father was interested in us finishing the race and he would come down and he would write himself in our story and he would reach down and pick us up and we would think how did I make it across there how did I make it through there and we would look back and we'd see one set of footprints where the father wrote himself in our story and he picked us up and he carried us through and I'm so thankful to know a father like that amen you know there was another man who had, he was running a marathon and he got way back and he got injured of some sort and he was determined and it was some hours since the last runner had crossed and many, I think it was only a, a few, uh, just a, about 14 of the 40 something had quit actually and walked away and he was in, with injuries and hurts but he was determined I'm going to cross that finish line. I'm going to get to that finish line and it was hours after the last runner had went and there was just a few people that was in that grandstand and they were watching him and they were cheering as he would come around the corner and he's dragging a leg or whatever he had going on with him but he finished the race and they the reporters run down to him people were screaming and hollering and, and making a lot of noise at the last place finisher amen why because he had enough guts in him amen not to just start a race but to finish the race and they asked him, said, why, why did you finish? He said, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to just start a race. They sent me to finish a race. Hallelujah. I, I like that. There's something about a person that has that in them. That, that, you know, God put us in this age not to start the race, but to finish the race. And we are going to finish this. We heard Brother Ron preach on that this other day in our meetings. Let's finish this. We are going to finish this. We're going to finish and bring forth, amen, out of, out of this finish will bring forth a body change, will bring forth the dead in Christ. And in this finish, it'll also finish every sin. It'll finish every sickness. It'll finish every trouble, every trial, every heartache, amen. It'll finish all parting and crying and, and all the things that goes on in this life that we deal with. We are to finish this race. So this is not the age of beginnings. This is the age or the finish cycle that we're in. Now, when God has spoken anything, he will perform it. He will bring it to pass. When he said, I'm going to have a bride, I don't know how he's going to do it, how it's going to be at the end, without spot, without wrinkle, but I can tell you, it's going to be somebody. 
and he's going to finish it. He's going to finish that line that is wrote there in that Bible. And there is going to be a church without spot, without wrinkle that'll be here in this last day. Where they going to come from? How's it going to be? I don't know how it's all going to take place, but I know it's going to happen because God is interested in finishing every promise, every word, every line, every dot, every tittle, and none of it will go unfulfilled because he is a finisher. You know, the angel of God will perform his word. You know, I think that's something how, how he came and he, and he brought down the children of Israel and he heard their cries and all of that, but he came down and he wrote himself in their story and he came down on a burning bush and he got a hold of a prophet's attention and he begins to speak to him and he begins to talk to him and says, go to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Now, it was gonna be a big thing. It wasn't gonna happen overnight. It was gonna take a time and, it, and the Pharaoh's gonna harden his heart and maybe Moses didn't have all that figured out but God knew exactly what was gonna take place. And I, and I was reading today and I thought it was very interesting. In the middle of all that's going on, he tells Moses, he said, now you go back in there and you tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And in the middle of it, he starts going down through the genealogy. And he starts saying the sons of Moses and then of Aaron and of Simeon and of Judah and he names them all by names. And I thought, well, ain't that interesting that in the middle of all of this, he brings out the genealogy. What was God doing? I'm going to finish this. I've started something and I'm going to finish it and I want to let the devil know this one's mine, this one's mine, this one's mine, this one's mine, this one's mine. You're going to tell Pharaoh this one's mine, that one's mine and you're not going to have one of them but I'm going to take them every one of them out of here. Hallelujah. Ain't that amazing that in this age he can look at the devil and he can say, that one's mine, 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 and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Let them go. And he's going to finish it. He's going to fulfill every promise. Amen. It might be the bride of one part. One part of the bride still in the bar room. One part of the bride still over here. But when God speaks their name, they are going to come forth. Hallelujah. He's going to perform the things that he has said. Amen. When the season comes, the harvesters will be there to take the right fruit. Amen. Isaiah 46 and verse 9 says, Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Amen. Declaring the end from the beginning or the beginning from the end. Or the, but the end from the beginning, from the ancient times of things that are not yet done, saying my counsel, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Hallelujah. Declaring from the ancient times the things that are not yet done, but saying my counsel shall, or my word shall stand and I will do all. Can you say all tonight? I will do all my pleasure. Hallelujah. I want you to understand there's not one of his seeds that are germitated, to be germitated to life uh, to, to, that, that was, is supposed to come to life. Amen. That will not come to life. But they will ever one come to life. Every one of them. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to do and he tries to cover them up and he tries to keep them down. He tries to push them down. If God has a seed 
that's been predetermined before the foundation of the world to come to life, to be a part of this bride, she or he will be there. The angel will watch over it to perform what he said he would do. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 43, 13 says, from, even from eternity, I am he. And there is none who can deliver out of my hand. I act, and who can reverse it? Mm. Who can reverse it? Jeremiah 32 and verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? You know, I was reading just a little thought somebody wrote down about Rachel in the Bible today and how Rachel had longed for a child and longed for a child and she was barren and she was barren. And she said, it said they wrote there and said she tried to rejoice when Leah would have a child and trying to rejoice. And sooner or later it began to come to where she said, well, maybe I'm just gonna be this way. Maybe I'm just gonna be this way and maybe I'll never have a child and maybe it'll never be this way. Amen, but it said, the scripture says God remembered Rachel Rachel. Wasn't Rachel remembered God? God remembered Rachel. And he remembered the promise that he had gave her, and God was more than able to bring it to pass. So therefore, it doesn't matter how long the promises have lingered and how, how long it is. seems like it's never going to come. If God said it was going to come, it'll be there. There's nothing too hard for him. He's the God who formed the foundation of the world and the word with the words of his mouth. From the breath of his nostrils were the stars cast forth and they hung in their place. This God moves and angels stands to attention. When he speaks, creation springs forth. He is awesome. He is powerful. He is unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He has no rival. He has, I'm talking about your God tonight. He has, he is not challenged. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. Therefore, omnipotence and omniscience equals the perfect finisher. Hallelujah. So if he knows all about your story, he knows how to get you to the the expected end. He knows how to bring you where he wants you to be. Amen. He's a finisher. Therefore, he's going to finish. He didn't come down to 2022 leaping over, just about to break over to 23 and say, you know what, I just give up on this. Walk away. He didn't leave his bride in the darkest time there's ever been walking alone. But he has rode himself in her story. And he's walking hand in hand with his bride. He's leading her. He's guiding her. He's moving. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. He got an expected end for her. Amen. Amen. If you're part of that bride, I'd kind of rejoice a little bit right there. Because God knows exactly where the period goes in your life. John chapter 4 and verse 34. Let's... Let's just look at it. Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to what? Finish his work. So he's a finisher to finish his work. He's do everything he took to whatever he had to do to finish his work. Amen. It led, the finish would lead to his death, but he would do everything it took to finish his work. 
Amen. There were scriptures that had to be fulfilled of him laying in a, in a tomb somewhere so he would do everything he had to do to finish the work. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he, that which has begun a good work in you, will perform it or will finish it. We'll bring it to pass until the day of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, he would write himself in our story. Amen. In Revelation 3 and verse 14, these things saith the amen. Do you know what an amen is? It's the finish. He wrote himself in your story as the finisher. (laughs) Hallelujah. And not just the finisher, but a faithful finisher. And not just a faithful finisher, but a true witness at the beginning of the creation of God. So he's saying, look, I've been here since the beginning and I'll be here till the end. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you out there by yourself and and you're wondering how this is all going to take place. Don't worry. I got the pen and I got the power and I'm going to bring my word to pass. He's a finisher. Brandon will talk about it. He said, that's a wonderful description of the attributes of our Lord Jesus, our Savior, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These words alone makes me want to shout. Because they bring such a spirit of reality into my heart. Just reading them without even waiting for a thorough revelation of the spirit upon me thrills me. Jesus has given us a description of himself in relation to this last age. So if it's going to be the cycle of the finish, he's going to write himself not as the beginner, not even as the one in the middle, but the finisher, the amen. Amen. He has looked from the first century right down to the 20th and told us all things concerning these ages. Before he reveals the characteristics of the last days to us, he gives us one final look at his own gracious and supreme deity. That's the, this is the capstone revelation of himself. This is the summit. This is the, ap- the apex. This is the top. And here it is. Thus saith the Amen. Jesus is the amen of God. He is the so let it be of God. Amen stands for finality. Oh, hallelujah. So I want you to understand. He would say, you are my son. Amen. You are my daughter. Amen. Amen. You are an overcomer. Amen. Amen. That hell never was for you. Amen. Are there any finishers in here this morning, this evening? Is there any amens here today? Amen. Hell wasn't for me. Amen. It ain't just you saying amen, but Jesus Christ has also said amen. It's not your home. Amen. But I have a home for you. I have a prepared place for an expected end. Amen. And you're going to go to a place that knows no more doubt, knows no more darkness, knows no more sin, knows no more sickness, knows no more devil, knows no more torment. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. It is the soul let it be of God. It stands for approval. It stands for prevailing promise. It stands for unchanging promise. It stands 
for the seal of God. Hello? The seal of God. We would get excited if we had the seal of the queen of, or I guess it's now it's the king of England. I got a letter and look here, look what I got. I got something with the king's seal on it. Do you know you got something with the king's seal on it tonight? It ain't a worthless piece of paper. Amen, it's the amen. It's the finisher. Amen, he, he, he's not going to just finish it by his own power and his own strength in a man called Jesus, but he's going to take the finisher and put it in you. So there'll be something in you that when you, the race gets tough, I'm going to finish. When it seems like you're getting hurt on every side, I'm going to finish. When it seems like sickness is coming, I'm going to finish. When it seems like all oh, hell is against you, wake up in the morning, the devil's around this corner and the devil's behind that door and the devil's over there and they're howling, they're making fun, I'm going to finish. I'm going to get to the end. I'm going to come across the finish line. Do we have anybody determined tonight? I didn't start this race to quit. I didn't start this race to give up. I didn't start in this life to say, I just want to walk away. I didn't start here to quit and to give up and to walk out on God. But no, I started to finish. I started to win. I started to overcome. I started to defeat every devil in hell. Come on now. How many we got? Oh, there's a lot of starters, but where's the finishers at? There's a lot that will begin, but where's those that's going to be holding the trophy at the cross of the finish line? Say, I got it. I made it. It's over. Amen. Hallelujah. These people in these Olympics and these races are racing for a crown that'll decay and it'll fall away. You're not racing for a gold medal. You're racing for eternal life. You're racing for a crown that'll never come off your head, that'll never go away, but will be there with you throughout the eternal ages. Do we have some finishers? It's one thing to start. But it's another thing to finish. And it's easy when you get started. Man, go ahead. Jump on a bike. First little bit, it's going to be easy. Start running toward Dixie Inn. You get past that fence right there. Man, this ain't too bad. Just clicking along. Some of you may be better shaped. Might make it down to that first church down there on the left. Like, wow, this is good. I'm on, and then, well, didn't know so far. It ain't so far in a car. I don't remember it being this far. What's that I see way up there? That the lights of Dixie in? No, that's just the road. It's got a couple of lights around it that turns down to the David Atlantis. And it's a lot further past that. <laughs> it was so easy starting. People get so enthused starting for the Lord. And, and it's so easy. You know, my, I've never had it so easy being a Christian. Well, just keep going a couple miles. 
and you get smacked around by a few devils and you get smacked around by this and that, troubles in the church and this and that goes on. It, you're not immune from it. Amen. 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 And the next thing you know, man, it's a lot harder than I thought it was. I just don't have the joy I used to have. And those in the beginners say, I got it. Well, just come on a little further. Come on a little further. Amen, but what is it? It ain't about who's in the middle, who's in the beginning. It's who crosses the end line. Amen, it's he that endures to the end. It's he that presses the mark of the high calling. And we're gonna go to the mark. Not just see the mark, not just look at the mark, not just shoot to the mark, but we're gonna go to the mark. There's gonna be somebody that's gonna cross. And we already got those that went on before us. If we can look up in the grandstands tonight, it'd be Brother Daniel Williams, it'd be Brother Jerry Shaw, it'd be Papa and Mama Butts, it'd be Sister Carrie, it'd be a whole bunch of people. And they're up in the grandstands and they're looking down at you on a Wednesday night and they ain't just some bystanders with their arms folded. They say, come on, let's go, finish this. Don't give up, don't stop short of the goal. It's worth it. The finish line is worth it. Hallelujah. Let's read about the finish line. Isaiah 65 says, verse 16 says, He that blessed me blesseth himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that that's the God of the Amen. Brother Brandon will bring that out. He said, He that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of the Amen, the God of truth. Because the former troubles are forgotten. Oh my God, what a day that's going to be. I probably shouldn't ask for hands, but I wonder how many woke up this morning and the first thing you thought of was your troubles. It's going to be be a day that the troubles are no longer remembered. They are forgotten because they're hid from my eyes. Behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I created. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing. And her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy my people and the voice of weeping. There won't be no more caskets laying before a pulpit. And there's weeping and, and crying and missing and carrying on. The voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her nor the voice of cry. And this is the new Jerusalem. This is the millennium. He's the God of the amen. Amen. Brother Brown talked about it. He said, see, the Old Testament was showing you the God of the amen is the God of truth. The Jehovah the old is the Jesus of the new. Finishers. God finished every story. And Jesus came to finish. 
And then he said, you know what? I'm going to need some finishers in the last day. And the only way I'm going to be able to get finishers is they're going to have to have the finisher in them. Because uh, those that walked with him, they wasn't willing to finish. Ask Peter. He denied him. Well, I walked with Jesus. That walking with him wasn't enough. Amen. So Jesus knew that. Just being with me ain't enough. He said, therefore, I got to go away so I can send the comforter. So I can send the power that you can finish like I have finished. That you will go and do the things that I have done. Not even the things just that I've done, but greater than this shall you do. Because I'm going to not just be with you. I'm going to be in you. And I'm going to put the finisher on the inside of you. The one, amen, that has given me the strength to carry the cross. The one that's going to give me the strength to go down into hell and to knock on hell and to punch, punch the devil in the face and to slam the door in his face and to go back to the, to the region of the lost and preach to them and then go to my saints and tell them it's time to go home. And the resurrection, I'm going to give you that finisher. And that finisher is going to be inside of you. That when you get in the race and this comes against you... And and that comes against you. This one says something over there. That said something over there. The devil bops you overhead on a Wednesday morning, gets you in a foul mood. But all by three o'clock, there's something moving around. I gotta go to church. Amen. I gotta be in the house of God. Amen. What is it? There's a finisher on the inside of you. And it's going to finish the race. If it has to bear a cross, if it has to die, whatever, it's going to finish. He's the God of the amen, and he never changes. So if he writes something about you, and it gives you a part to play, and in this script you're given this part, son, daughter, he don't get to the middle of the story and say, you know what, you don't fit the part. I'm giving you something else. You're going to hell. He gave you the part to begin with. And this God don't change. Amen. He gave you the title of son, the title of daughter. He ain't about to change your title. He ain't about to change nothing about that title. If he put that on you, he's going to make sure you finish as a son. You finish as a daughter. Come on now. You finish. If he put you as a title, amen, you, I'm going to write you in as an overcomer. He that overcome shall sit with me in my throne. Just as I have overcome and sat with my father in his throne. So he wrote you that way. Therefore, he can't come and say, well, that one didn't do it. Mm -mm. He just writes the story. And he changes the, 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 not, your, not your story, not who you are. He just writes it around to bring you to the place where you got to be. As Job Job, God wanted to write himself into Job's story. So the devil comes by and he says, God says, have you considered my servant Job? Well, yeah, I've considered him, but you know what? This story's rigged. You put a wall around him and I can't get to him. He said, well, let me write a little something in here. I'm going to take the wall down, do everything but destroy his life, but he will not deny me. <laughs> and Job ends up, you know, all the destruction he went through. And you know what? He had some church members, about three of them, come over there and try to give him some comfort. And I listened to that the other day, and I thought, God have mercy. Don't send me no comforters like that. 
Don't send me nothing like that. Amen. Well, you had to have done something, Job. There has to be some sin in your life, Job. has to be something. No, God was just writing a story. And God was going to bring him to an expected end. And you know the, the latter of Job's life was going to be greater than the former. His end was going to be greater than his beginning. Come on now. And yours will be the same way. Wait a minute. When you say, well, I just began. I got the Holy Ghost. And yes, you, that's a wonderful thing. We all got to have it. Praise God. We've got to have a finisher in your life. Amen. But that is just a deposit. That's a down payment of what's going to come. He's going to finish it. And at the end of Job's story, was it Elihu? Is that his name? Came into the story. He said, Job, let me show you a few things. Get up off that ash heap. Get up off that ash heap. I want you to look past where you're at. I want to look past all that ashes and that destruction around you. And I want you to catch another vision. <laughs> and he lifted him up to a place to where he could look thousands of years later. And Job, hey, I know my Redeemer living. There he is. That's the finisher. And those skin worms destroy my body. Yet in my flesh, I will see God. He never changes. What he does never change. What he says, it stands fast. He does it and it's done forever. That's quite the finisher. None can take from what he says or add to what he says. (laughs) The devil wants to add to it. Well, you're a son, but. You're a daughter, but. No, 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 nobody can add to what he said. He said son. He said daughter. He said overcomer. He said, Satan bruiser. He said, Satan stomper. And nothing can add or take away from what he says. So let it be, amen. So let it be. Aren't you glad you serve that kind of God? I don't know about you. I said it before, but I'm sure glad I don't serve a God who's so fickle that one day he loves me and the next day he don't. One day I'm his and one next day I'm not. That ain't God. If God ever loved you, he's always gonna love you. If God ever called you, you're always going to be called. If you ever was a son or a daughter in his mind, you're always going to be a daughter or son in his mind. He's never going to take his pen and strike you out. If he wrote your name on the Lamb's book of life, God himself cannot take that away. Amen. The devil tries. He tries to erase it all the time. But he ain't got nothing powerful enough to take that name off of the Lamb's book of life. It was written there before the foundation of the world. And what the author says stays. And he's going to finish it. These things saith the amen. I like that. It means that whatever he said is final. So did you get catch that? It ain't what you said is final. It ain't what your boss said is final. It ain't what somebody else said is final. It ain't what the devil says is final. It's what God says is final. The devil says you're sick, but that's not final. What's final is what God said. I'm the Lord God that heals all diseases. Amen. The devil said you've done this, you've done that, but that's not final. The devil says you're lost. That's not final. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God said... You're an overcomer. Amen. 
God said, you're, you're, you're more than able. Amen. 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 It means that what he started out with in Genesis, he will finish in Revelations. He has to, for he is the amen, so let it be. So we can see why the devil hates the book of Revelation, or Genesis and Revelation. He hates the truth. He knows the truth will prevail. He knows what his end will be. Hallelujah. He's already read the back of the book. And he knows there ain't nothing he can do to change the end of his story. Mm, 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 that makes me want to run around this place because the devil wants to try to tell you he's going to last longer than you. He tries to tell you he's going to overcome you. He tries to tell you I'm greater than you. No, the back of the book says there's a pit of fire that you're going to be thrown into and there's no going to be no more to you forever. Amen. And while you're down there burning and carrying on and screaming, I'm going to be on the hills of glory shouting the victory. The devil knows the end of his story. And he knows your end too. These things saith the faithful and true witness. He's faithful and true. He said, you know, he said many people think, make, want to view him as being impersonal. But he's a very personal God. As though God made, it looks like as though God made a way of salvation for lost mankind, and a way of being the cross, and then the death of the cross of Christ has atoned for our sins. Resurrection gave us an open door to Him, and God just folded His arms and stood back. It is as if we're major in believing in a great Creator who's have created, lost personal interest in His creation. Now I say that is how too many people are apt to think, but that's the wrong thinking. For God is governing in the affairs of men right now. He's both creator and sustainer. Hallelujah. And he's in the midst of his church. He's working all things at this moment according to the purpose of his own will. He's in the midst of it all. He's a great creator. Savior God is faithful, faithfully working amongst his own right now as a great shepherd of the sheep. His very own existence, his, his very existence is for his own. He loves them and cares for them. His eye is ever upon them. When the word says that your lives are hid with Christ in God, it means exactly what it says. Oh, I'm so glad that my God abides faithful. He is true to himself. He won't lie. He is true to his word. He will back it up. He's true to us. He will lose not one of us, but will raise us up in the last day. I'm glad I can rest in that kind of faithfulness. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this very thing. He that has begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. John, let's look at one last thought on the finisher. Amen. John chapter 19 and verse 30 said, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. (laughs) It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Brother Brown said, when the great shepherd was smitten, that great shaped prophet, when he was smitten back there, he said, it is finished. And that minute, as soon as the shepherd was smitten, it was over. Sin is settled. 
There's no more to sin. They were clean. The penalty was paid. The believers whose names were written in the book of life predestinated from the foundation of the world. It was finished from the very minute Jesus said, it's finished. Hallelujah. He put the finishing touches on it. He, that great shepherd, had come for his sheep. It was finished. God's right hand was pulled from his bosom, smitten. But then on Easter, he returned it again and raised up that bosom again and extended it down to you and I in the form of his word to redeem us back to the original garden from which sin took us from. That hidden secret of his great heart was revealed. He said, no wonder the mountains jumped for joy and shouted that day. No wonder the sun hid his face and it screamed for joy. Catch the picture now. No wonder all nature broke loose and the wind shook the trees and they shook and shook and joyed and jumped. They seen the prophet shepherd on the mountain redeem every name on the book of life. Hallelujah. And they seen that their own nature was being redeemed. Woo! All nature saw that was being redeemed. They screamed, they jumped, they shouted. The earth went into an earthquake and the mountains rent and the rocks fell out and the sun went down. What happened? The shepherd screamed out, it is finished. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I've seen jumping spells and I've seen joy spells and there was nobody hurt. The mountains rung out. The sun went down. He said, I've seen meetings where the power of God was revealed to the people. We're free. Why are we free? The finisher said, it's finished. Woo, hallelujah. What would happen tonight when you realize the finisher spoke over your life and he said, it's finished. That torment devil is finished. That sin is finished. That sickness is finished. That suicide spirit is finished. I hear the finisher speaking tonight. This ain't just Timothy Pruitt. This is the finisher speaking. Sin is finished. Healing is taking place. Sickness is finished. Oh, hallelujah. Prison bars are finished. Amen. Every prison in the house is open. Suicide is finished. Hallelujah. Anxiety is finished. Fear is finished. Hallelujah. Pressures of Laodicea that's trying to make you bow. It's over with. When the finisher is coming to build it and people are revealed to them, it's over. That's what happened to Sister Lana. Amen, the finisher came in the building. And the next thing she knew, I'm leaning on the arms of my finisher. Woo, hallelujah. He saw me in this battle. He showed me over and over, I'm with him. He's with me, amen. And I'm just gonna run around this church on the arms of my finisher. Amen, I'll never forget that service. She'd come out of there. By the time she came by this pulpit, Miriam, your enemy is dead. Finished. (laughs) Oh, I've seen joy spells and I've seen jumping spells and there wasn't nobody hurt. But when people begin to realize, amen, I'm free from the world. I'm free from the things of the world. 
and the joy of the Lord fills the congregation. They'll stand and scream and cry and shout to the top of their voices for the glory of God. I never seen anything disorderly. They was always right in order because they recognize my name is on the Lamb's book of life. That's what happened to John when he saw that book and he looked down in there. What did he say? He saw his name written there. Woo! He said, all heaven and all earth and all things under the earth heard me shouting, heard me screaming, heard me rejoicing. Amen. Why? He saw himself. And he saw the finisher had wrote his name. <laughs> Oh, my God. When you begin to realize, maybe you've just been coming down this hill for a while. Maybe you've been on a flat place, but it's getting tough. Ever been on a flat place, and you don't realize it, but you're actually still going uphill? It wouldn't look like it. Matter of fact, it probably looked like you may be going downhill. Let off the gas, or, or you're on a bicycle, quit pedaling. You'll come to just a squeak. And a halt. Amen. You may be feeling like you're on a flat place, but we're still climbing. We're climbing up the mountain. We're climbing up to the top. Amen. We're climbing to the place of ascension. Why do you think that Caleb wanted the mountain? He wanted that place where the resurrection was going to take place. He wanted that place, amen, where the, where the glories of God was going to be. And he said, I'm going to finish this. I've waited 80-something years for this. Give me my mountain. There was a finisher inside of Caleb, something about it. He didn't care what the odds was. He didn't care what was against him. He didn't care how high the climb. I'm going to take my mountain because that's where God's glory is going to be revealed. And I want to be there. We're all climbing up the hill. You may feel like you're just barely climbing. And it seems like everything's about to finish you. You're about to, suicide's about to finish you. Depression's about to finish you. Sickness of some sort is about to finish you. It's about over, but I want you to understand, it's not about to finish you. You are about to finish it. Amen. You are about to be the finish of every sickness, of every disease, of every devil, of every spirit of hell. Hallelujah. Because when we cross that finish line, it is finished. So why would we give up when we're so close to home? Mercy, bring this down. Paul would write about it. In 2 Timothy 4 and verse 6, he said, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand, but I've fought a good fight. I say, I, I've said before, I'll say it again. If we're going to fight, let's make it a good fight. Let's make sure the devil knows we fight. We ain't laying over and just giving him the right of way. No, no, we didn't come this far to just lay over and let the devil run right, rip shot over the top of us and make fun of us. No, 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 no. But there's an authority in the body of Christ. There's a finisher there. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my, finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
That's a good finish. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness with the Lord. The righteous judge shall give me at that day and not me only, but to all of them also that love his appearing. All the other finishers will also have this crown of righteousness. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. That's on the earthly race. And he said, Every man that striveth for the master is tempered in all things. In other words, what they win is temporary. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we and an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep my body and I bring, I keep under my body and I bring it unto subjection, lest by any means when I preach to others, I myself might be a castaway. Started good, but didn't finish. There's preachers that start good. They didn't finish. They're wrecks. All look like great gifts and great anointings and great powers and singers and players of music and this, that, and the other. And they're today laying along the sides of the road. Off on some trail somewhere. And they didn't finish. Read this scripture again. Being confident of this very thing. He that which begun a good work in you, will perform it. It will accomplish it. It will finish. There will be a performance made to bring to an expected end. This is the meaning of it, to accomplish something, to perfect something, to execute something, to complete something. Oh my. He's going to bring it. And when we come to that moment of crossing the finish line, that day, you see Jesus face to face. It'll be worth it all. When you come to that last moment, the dead in Christ rise, and we go to meet him in the air, all of the moments that you spent from whatever your dash was, you know, that's what I was thinking about the other day on tombstones, 1960 to 2001. There's a dash in between. All that really matters is what happens in that dash. That little bitty spot. And in that dash can be a lot of hurts. Can be a lot of pressures. Can be a lot of persecution. Can be a a lot of people walked away from you. Can be a lot of things that just stuck so deep. But past that dash, whether you go by the way of the grave or whether you go in a body change, all of a sudden that dash is going to seem so insignificant. All that toil and all that running and all that pressure and all that torment and all those mind battles and all, all the things that Satan tried to stop you and trip you along the way and you fell down, you skint yourself and you got back up and you kept pushing and you fell down, you got back up and you kept pushing. Somebody stuck their foot out and tripped you and you got back up and you kept pushing. All in that dash. All of a sudden, you see his face. That dash is not going to mean so much. It's not going to hurt so much. 
It's not going to make you cry so much. It's not going to be worrying no more. Because you will be transformed in that moment to be like him. Not just him be in you, but your whole body be transformed into the finisher. All your weaknesses will be gone. You had to limp all the way down the last miles, crippled up in some kind of condition. It'll be over with. All your weaknesses will be gone. You had to drag legs, had to make yourself get up, had to make yourself go. It'll all be gone. All your failures and all your frailties will all be gone. All your insecurities will all be gone. You will be transformed into perfection that day and you will totally reflect the glory of God, the finisher. First John 3 said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Amen. And we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All of the dash, the insecurities, the complexes, the things that tried to hinder you in every step of the journey, all of a sudden you cross that line. It's all gone. And all you're looking at is the face of Jesus. What's he going to say? Well done. You finished. You made it. He wasn't the one who ran the fastest, he wasn't the one who carried the most burdens. You may not be the one who, who, who had the most battles, but you finished. You might be the one who carries the most burdens. You might get the most rewards of all the battles, but the most important thing is you finished. Oh, let's hear about the finish. Revelation 21 and 1, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Man, that makes me want to shout because I know in that first earth there was a lot of mind battles. In that first earth there was a lot of devils of torment and it's passed away. And there was no more sea and I, John, saw that holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven said, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears. All glory, all those things that happened in that dash is all going to be wiped away from their eyes and there'll be no more death. There'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more pain. For the former things, did you hear that devil? For the former things are passed away. Hallelujah. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is 
done. Woo, there's a finisher again. It is done. I am the alpha. I am the omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I give unto him that is thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that overcometh. Oh, do you hear the author writing your story? Amen. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. Woo. So he wrote you as a son at the beginning and he's writing you as a son at the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burned with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Every devil that was in that dash is gone. Finished. The finisher finished them. He's not come to this place. And here we are back to harvest time. And the seed is pulled away from the, the shuck is pulled away from the seed. And the seed has been laying in the presence of the sun ripening and he comes down to the harvest that's about the dumbest time for a farmer to ever give up be the dumbest time he's done hoed he's done planted he's done watered he's done sweated the droughts and sw- every kind of thing he's done went through and to give up when the harvest is ready well if you think you think God's going to get no way in the world he hadn't watched this plant go down into the ground come up as a little little blade of grass into what it became, in the tassels, or the blades and the tassels and, and the ear of corn and, and the shuck pull away and there's the seed. And say, I can't finish this. No, no. He's going to finish it. He's going to finish it. And behold, all things will be made new. He's going to burn this place with fire and ever whoremonger Sorcerer and idolater, ever liar, ever unbelievable, ever fearful, ever devil of hell is going to burn. He's going to finish. And he's going to have a people that's going to finish it. Aspirians. Are you part of that group? I am. I'm determined. Going to finish it. Not by strength, not by my power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. The finisher has made sure he's got a people who will finish. Come on now. This ain't the time to be ready to just give up. Nobody cares, Brother Timothy. Well, the finisher had those same thoughts and he finished. 
Nobody understands what I'm, well, the finisher had those say. He went through things nobody understood, and he finished. If you're ready to get up, you need to give up, you need to find the finisher. Say, God, I can't make this on my own. I need you because I want to finish. I wonder how many just say, Lord, I'm going to make a proclamation. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. I didn't come this far to quit. I didn't come this far to get my feelings hurt and give up and walk away. No, no. I came to finish. If that be your desire tonight, won't you stand to your feet and say, Lord, I'm here to finish. I'm here to finish. Now there's a bunch of finishers in this room. Maybe there's a finisher next to you that's got knocked down and got hurt. Got some situation going on in their life. Why don't we just band together arm in arm, finishers with finishers. All together. One next to the other. Praying for one another. Lord, I'm going to finish. I ask God you give this one next to me strength to finish. To finish this race. Maybe you're out there streaming right now and you want to get down on your knees and say, God, I'm sorry. I quit. I want to finish. I'm a finisher. I want to finish, Lord. I don't want to be a shipwreck somewhere. The devil can laugh at and make fun, but I want to finish. Won't you just lift up your voice right now? Just begin to call on the Lord for the one next to you. There's power in this. There's lights that are leaving bodies and going to others, and others are gaining strength. Hallelujah. Satan, I want you to understand you're dealing with a bunch of finishers tonight. We're going to finish this race. We're going to finish the race that are set before us. Lord, we can hear the thousands and millions in the grandstands, those that have finished their races through dark ages of being tormented and pulled apart and their children being bashed up against their heads, bashed up against the wall, but yet they finished. Oh God, let that same power of God flow through our lives tonight. Give us such a passion to finish this race. A passion, Lord, and that we're not going to quit. Though we may stumble, we're going to get back up. Though we may fall down, we're not going to stay down. But we're going to get back up and finish the race that is set before us. God, may we take courage tonight to know, Lord, we're not running this race alone. But, Lord, there's a lot of others around us, Lord, that are running this same race of life. And we're pulling our fellow brother along. We're saying, come on, keep stepping, take another step, move another step closer. We're almost to the finish line. Oh, God, we need every person, Lord, in this place. Finishers. Lord, not only do we need them, those that want on and are needing us, Lord, to finish, to finish this race.
God, may every heart be stirred tonight. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm, no matter what the devil does, I'm going to just continue. If I got to crawl, I'm going to crawl. Whatever I got to do, I'm going to finish this race. Oh, true. 
deserve the glory. Yeah. 